Paul and his companions are shipwrecked. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good day to you, my friends. We're moving on in our study of the book of Acts. Today we're going to be in chapter 27, verses 39 through 44. And uh, we will be reading the account of the shipwreck uh, that Paul and his companions experience um, as they were setting sail for Rome for the purpose of Paul having the opportunity to take audience with Caesar um, as he's defending his citizenship and his rights, and as God is opening the door of opportunity for Paul to share the gospel with many who would never otherwise hear uh, the good news of the gospel. Uh, you'll remember in the last episode, there was a plan afoot by the sailors of the sh- uh, sailing vessel to bail, uh, to jump into the um, rescue uh, boats and drop those in the water and get away from the remainder of the persons on the boat. Um, Luke tells us uh, in verse 37 that there were 276 people on the ship together. So that would have led to uh, potentially a tremendous disaster. And we pick up with the story today. Uh, We'll be looking at verses 39 through 44. That will get us through the end of chapter 27. And then we'll cruise along over the next several weeks and months to finish out uh, chapter 28. But before we get into the word, let's go before the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you today. Thank you so much for your word. And for this study, it has been a journey. And uh, your word is always impactful. Uh, Your word brings insight. And we trust that your Holy Spirit working through the word will teach and inspire us, Lord God. Show us what we need uh, for our journeys of faith, and we give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, here is Acts 27, 39 through 44. Now, when it was day, they did not recognize the land, but they noticed a bay with a beach on which they planned, if possible, to run the ship ashore. So they cast off the anchors and left them in the sea. At the same time, loosening the ropes that tied the rudders, Then, hoisting the foresail to the wind, they made for the beach, but striking a reef, they ran the vessel aground. The bow struck and remained immovable, and the stern was being broken up by the surf. The soldier's plan was to kill the prisoners, lest any should swim away and escape. But the centurion, wishing to save Paul, kept them from carrying out their plan. He ordered those who could swim to jump overboard first and make for the land and the rest on planks or on pieces of the ship. And so it was that all were brought safely to the land. So um, Paul's journey here wasn't um, a missionary journey per se, in the sense that you know Paul has been essentially under the custody of the Roman Empire uh, since he was first brought up on charges, and this is quite a long time ago. Uh, we have to go all the way back to uh, chapter, I want to say 22, um, to kind of see this unfolding. Actually, 21, where Paul was arrested at the temple. And uh, for the next several chapters, we've been journeying with Paul through this uh, season of being in custody. And he's made his appeal to Rome. 
And this particular event is all part of that journey of getting Paul to Rome uh, so that he might make his case before Caesar. Now, Paul, as a missionary and as the person who later would write, make the most of every opportunity. Um, And Paul is not just talking about um, opportunism. He's talking about gospel opportunities. He's talking about kingdom opportunities. And so for Paul, whether he was free or in prison or impoverished or whatever the situation he might find himself in, was prepared to view that situation through the lens of what God was doing in and through his situation to advance the gospel. Now, that's a particular mindset that not every Christian person has. And I believe it's the Holy Spirit that has to enlighten a person, heart, mind, body, and soul, to view their circumstances through the lens of what God is ultimately doing through their circumstances to advance the gospel. We'll remember that God is always... Um, working for his greatest glorification. And as his servants, as his followers, as little Christ's Christians living like Jesus in the world, our sole purpose should be viewed as well through the lens of God's ultimate kingdom purposes. Um, We are human and we wrestle often with how we ought to view our lives. We often try to wrestle control away from God's hands and put it in our own. We claim our rights. We uh, think that we should be able to pursue the things that we want to pursue in this life, the goals that we want to pursue. And there's nothing wrong with having earthly goals as long as they're not in competition with God's ultimate purpose and plan. We want to be surrendered to that. We want to be aligned with that. And we want to work with God's Spirit and stay in the flow of God's Spirit so that we might be effective kingdom vessels. And so that's Paul's whole purpose. And now he has had the experience of being shipwrecked for the faith. Uh, Paul is having to go to Rome to defend himself on the basis of these religious legal claims uh, against him of being a blasphemer and um, working against the Jewish religion and all of these things. And so uh, Paul is having the opportunity to make a Christian defense of the gospel in front of Caesar. This is an awesome thing. When Christians are called into the halls of power, when Christians are faced with having to defend themselves to the governmental authority, that's an opportunity for the gospel to go forth. That's an opportunity for the Christ life to be put on display. And I wonder when the heat is on and the moment uh, when we are... um, facing persecution or facing a test or a challenge, uh, do we view that test or that challenge or that persecution as an opportunity to make Christ known, as an opportunity to lift up the gospel, as a kingdom opportunity latent with potential for reaching the lost with the gospel of Jesus Christ? Paul did, and we should. (laughs) And the details around this shipwreck are just part of the story of getting Paul on his way to Rome so he can make his defense uh, in Caesar's presence. So uh, that's what this is all about. And I admire the uh, centurion who had the wisdom and spiritual foresight to uh, protect the whole group so that he could also make sure uh, that Paul uh, would get to where he needs to go. Um, Luke says that the centurion wishing to save Paul 
um, kept the other soldiers from carrying out their plan against the passengers on this vessel. Um, so here we are. We're making our way to this beach, and Paul and the others are swimming or floating. Uh, and Luke tells us that all were brought safely to land. And so we'll see where the story goes from here. Thank you, my friends, so much for being part of this study and for joining us on this journey. And I pray that God would richly bless you as you continue to seek him through his word.